Hi and welcome, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today and welcome to another Microsoft Teams News Monthly Update. So just before we get started, wanted to give uh, Ribbon Communications a quick shout out for sponsoring today's edition. So uh, today I'm joined by Tom Abuthnot, UC Solutions Architect, Microsoft Certified Master and MVP. Good to see you again, Tom, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks Rob. Yeah, yeah, so it's staying busy but can't complain at that. Good, good. Well, it's been a very, very interesting month on the Microsoft front again. So, um, you know, keen to get you know straight into it, really, Tom. So, um, you know, what's top of the list for you this month? Yeah, like you say, there's been there's been loads this month. Uh, so we had the end of July, we had the Microsoft Partner Conference, so MS Inspire. So lots of stuff came out from that, and before that, we had some some big updates as well. So number one on the list is Microsoft adding calling plans to their high-level E5 SKU. Uh, so that's a little bit Microsoft gibberish, but what, what that means is, is E5, which is their top-tier bundled SKU of all things, they're adding in Microsoft calling plans, which is calling minutes and phone numbers for users uh, in eight countries where Microsoft are a legit telco. Um, with no additional costs. So basically, if you're in those countries and you have or you buy E5, you'll now get user phone numbers and user minutes to make calls inclusive of your, your bundle of features and abilities. Wow, and how, what, what's the, or how's the community responded to that? What, you know, what's the word on the street? Yeah, it's really interesting because obviously it's a huge value for customers. So like like customers don't pay any more and suddenly get PSDM minutes and phone numbers in those countries. So lots of customers are very excited about potentially saving costs there. From, from an industry perspective, it obviously treads on the toes of traditional carriers and third parties trying to make money out of minutes. Um, so they're probably less excited that Microsoft are just bundling that in. It is only eight countries because um, Microsoft are only a telco uh, in certain countries. And actually, they're a telco in the US uh, and Puerto Rico, but they've excluded US and Puerto Rico for the minute. So it's Belgium, Canada, France, Germany, Ireland, Netherlands, Spain and the UK. So not small markets um, and quite a big value proposition. I mean, we have customers with you know, thousands and tens of thousands of E5 licenses who have suddenly just unlocked free telco basically in, in those countries. You know, what's the, uh, what's the thought process then? What, what's, what's the, I know I get the gain for the, the customer, but you know, what's in it for Microsoft? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, I guess that the, the competition is is heating up in this space. And if you go to other UCAS providers, they will obviously give phone numbers and minutes by default because that's their primary thing. So if you compare Teams to Zoom phone or Teams to some of the Cisco options, they'll be like, well, yeah, we do minutes and phone numbers in, included. So maybe there's a bit of that pressure. But also, I think the reality of PSDM minutes is, certainly my experience is, they're massively on the down. Like, everybody does meetings. They don't do direct calling so much anymore in knowledge work because you schedule your diary and you schedule a meeting. So actually, if you look at the, the exposure to Microsoft, I mean, I probably make like four or five PSDM calls a month on my calling plan. I don't make a lot. Everything is a meeting. So I think the value they give is quite high, but the per minute exposure in terms of cost is probably not huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but again, makes it nice and sticky, I suppose, for Microsoft and uh, protects that customer base. Yeah, and they spend all that money licensing themselves as a telco and setting up the infrastructure and everything else. They've got that ability there. They've always been able to sell it. It's always been an add-on, but now it's just part of the core offer, which is nice. 
interesting to see whether the MetaSwitch acquisition plays into that strategy too going forward. So yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, that's happened so recently. Probably you know things move slow. It probably hasn't directly impacted it, but definitely Microsoft being a telco and owning a really good SBC in-house now. Um, cl clearly on some trajectory, those two things maybe come together. I don't know. Mm, absolutely. So. Uh, They've given away with one hand uh, and maybe taken another on, another, on the other. Uh, Microsoft have released an advanced communications license. Tell us more about that. Yeah, this is also massively interesting. Uh, so, so this is really uh, recent news. Microsoft have had a new license called Advanced Communications. Uh, and, and what it boils down to is an add-on SKU. So we just talked about E5 being the bundle, the high-level bundle of everything from Microsoft. This won't be included in that. This will be an additional extra at any level. And it, it unlocks a whole bunch of abilities. Um, and unlocks is an interesting phrase because maybe you would have considered these previously to be features you'd expect to be in the bundle. Um, so the features are access to the compliance recording API. So that is the API that gives you the ability to then have a third party compliance record your calls access to the contact center API and that's the API that lets a contact center vendor come in and connect and do clever interop with teams. Um, live events for up to, uh, to uh, 20,000 participants, uh, a thousand participant teams interactive meetings are coming later, large overflow meetings are coming later and customizing your lobby and meeting experience. So an interesting mix of like niche compliance and contact center requirements where some users will need that feature and some kind of nice large meeting customize your lobby type features all bundled into one license uh, and that license is listing at $12 per user per month. Ooh, so a clever move from Microsoft uh, really licensing and, and you know charging for those APIs where everyone's been developing their software to use those APIs so uh, new margin new new revenue available to microsoft there but effectively the apis are being licensed so yeah and a, a real risk to stunting growth in those areas i think because you know like that 12 dollars per user amount that's list so big customers won't pay that they'll pay something lower um but that is real money adding to so anybody in finserve that needs recording which is basically all the financial services if they were going down the Microsoft Teams route, they would pay for Microsoft Teams phone system, they would pay for their calling plans and their conferencing, and they would pay for um, a, a Verint or a Mnemonics or an audio codes or somebody else to be their recording platform because there's no native compliance recording. But now they also have this levy of $12 per user per month to unlock the API to allow the third party product to work. Uh, so I think this will definitely ruffle some feathers around, well, hang on a minute, I'm playing for the phone system and I'm paying for the third party and I'm paying to unlock the ability for the third party to connect to you now. Yeah, and as we went through in previous sessions, there's great value in those APIs, having a, a native, uh, natively integrated solution for call recording, for example, you know, you get a lot more, don't you? So uh, it's in, yeah, a fairly classic Microsoft play, I think. Um, but uh, be interesting to see what the what the market, what the you know the business world think about that. So uh, if you've got a comment, you know, do. 
do fire it into the comments or uh, leave a note on social. So yeah, really interested to hear people's thoughts on this, particularly if you've been in, impacted by it. Like if you're going down a full global Microsoft Teams strategy, um, that does having an API cost for contact centering, client recording, impact your strategy? Absolutely. So now onto a, a more interesting one for me because I, I was really excited by this. Uh, we have got a whole host of new features, working from home features uh, in particular, which is absolutely spot on for uh, you know today's uh, world. Um, tell us about those features. Give us the headlines. The yeah, this was like the mother load of features that dropped. Um, so uh, these dropped uh, mid-July announcements. Uh, and there were 14 new features that we hadn't heard about before that got announced. So that the headline ones and, and, and really the Microsoft messaging is all about with, with COVID and everybody working from home, we've learned a lot about meetings. Like we think we can do a better job of dealing with uh, like Zoom fatigue and meeting fatigue and, and, and experience. So lots of them are focused around, obviously that's the current market messaging as well around that. The interesting, most interesting one is together mode. And that's a way to essentially cut individuals' videos out and put them all on the same background canvas. So think of virtually seating everybody in a coffee shop or, or an auditorium or a meeting. Uh, and Microsoft's testing suggests that that helps with you presenting for example if you see your audience all sitting on like virtual seats it feels a bit more normal to your brain than the classic like uh three by three six by six you know nine by nine kind of squares layout uh, so that's quite interesting and apparently it makes people feel more interactive to see everybody in the same space yeah there's a lot of psychology going into this isn't there uh and, and science um it's really interesting about the human behavior and um i mean it made me laugh i, I love the look of it but uh, what i think it was one of the analysts and I, I won't mention his name on on, on this video but uh, he said it looked like something from the muppet show but um it was you know i can't wait to see it actually work uh when are we going to get together mode yeah, I think that's rolling out uh, August. Actually, it starts. It's definitely in tap now. We started to use it internally, and it's a. Uh, it's interesting. I I I think it's probably novelty. To be honest, um, we'll see if it sticks. But it's very very clever um, that the ability to dynamically take people out of the single space and put them all on the same canvas. Again, Microsoft flexing their muscles a little bit there, aren't they? Because that you know they they are showing the market that you know there's a world beyond your classic grid view, active speaker kind of video conferencing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and starting to drop features that are not just catching up with, with Zoom, like, like some of the other features. So the next feature is large, large gallery view, the uh, 16 people, 25 people, 49 people, like that stuff Zoom has had before. Um, but also with that announcement, they announced the thing called dynamic stage, which is, uh, I think is much, much more powerful, actually, that the, the, the um, together mode got all the press because it was crazy and new. But dynamic stage is the ability to take layouts and intelligently think about how, how they're laid out relative to who's speaking. So relative to who's active and who's inactive, these are the six people that are most active. I'll give them big, big video and give the remaining 20 people small video, or I'll give these five people video on the left and I'll put the content on the right. So it's, it's, it's cleverly setting up the stage, if you like, for 
relative to what's going on, how should I lay out the video, not just the classic layout. Yeah, it's, re it's really interesting. I, I, you know, I know they're accelerating their roadmaps, especially at Microsoft, they, they accelerated and don't seem to have ever stopped. But, um, you know, it's great to see real innovation in this space and, and just, you know, pushing the envelope on, on, on the technology all, all the time. So it's, it's great to see. Uh, any other uh, kind of headlines in that uh, kind of whole list of features? Yeah, I mean, just running through them quickly. So video filtering, so dynamic filters to improve video quality, doing that for you, basically. Uh, live captions now have speaker uh, attribution. So it says Tom is saying this or Sam is saying this, whereas before you had to watch who was speaking while the subtitles came up, which isn't very practical. Uh, live in meeting transcription of the meeting content. So as you're talking, it will say who's speaking and uh, do a transcription for you to check during the meeting and after. Uh, Instagram-y type reactions in meetings, which is interesting, again, very uh, consumer focused is, you know, being able to press uh, smileys and claps and things and have them float up in the meeting so you get some kind of interactive response. That was another one of those things from the, the study he said it's very hard to present to a room full of video without any uh, understanding of if people care or not and reactions can really help with that. Yeah, uh, cool. I really like that feature. Uh, I like it because it's fun, but I like it because you can really feel the sentiment of the room. Yeah. Me too, me too, massively. I do a lot of presenting and like it can feel like you're just talking to an abyss. So seeing somebody like, engage in that way and people don't want to interrupt you to you know like like engage so have giving them ability to engage dynamically without interrupting you is fantastic um well, the last kind of uh, big big items were uh, mobile remote control for microsoft team rooms and collab bars so obviously lots of people are returning to the to the office to the workplace and want to minimize touch so Microsoft are baking into the Teams client a, a remote control. So you can use your personal mobile to start a meeting, turn the volume up, down, mic, mute, present, et cetera, which I think is super, super smart. And again, this is kind of like speed of Microsoft and value of software, like a traditional hardware meeting room wouldn't have been built to do that. And you can't decide to change your roadmap within 60 90 days and just say we'll build this now with with software based stuff you can be like well we've got a mobile app we've got a windows pc this this isn't very difficult to bring these two things together so nice to see that um and then last one is cortana being baked in at the moment this is us only but cortana will be baked into the meeting rooms of the mobile app so again minimizing touch you'll be able to just say to the meeting room join the meeting mute the meeting that kind of thing yeah, I saw that and, uh, you know, potentially a big competitor for Cisco's uh, WebEx assistant, which is uh, kind of really the only one in the meeting room that's, you know, really doing the do, if you know what I mean. So uh, it'll be interesting to see that, that come into play. Definitely, definitely. And it's a really good feature. The, the, the kind of star that hangs above that feature as a uh, watch out is US only and Cortana is only available in certain countries. So Microsoft have said, they're trying to work out how they get that as a more global feature. Um, but, you know, I, I struggle in big enterprise how you could train users to be like, in this country, you can say start meeting, but in this country, you can't. That's a tough one to, uh, to deal with from a training perspective. But the mobile remote is completely global. So that's an easy, easier option to train on. Yeah, well, good point, though. Well, yeah, good point for raising that. Um, so loads of features, loads of features, uh, but there's another one, uh, maybe another couple of features uh, lined up. So stay tuned. Uh, Tom, we, 
let's talk about new the, the new Microsoft Teams displays. Yeah, this is really uh, a brand new device, and so again. Uh, kind of maybe a reaction to more homeworking so this is a all-in-one dedicated Microsoft Teams device and um, we've, we've sort of seen this before Lenovo have a, uh, a Think Smart View which is a, a Google Home slash uh, app kind of um, Amazon Echo type device so a screen a mic a speakers a, a, a camera at the moment, the ThinkSmart View is really just an IP phone. Like it runs exactly the same software as the IP phones. But what Microsoft announced is a whole set of new software that will come in September and the device from Yealink uh, and other vendors may follow, which makes it into much more of a companion device with your calendar on it and it can show presentations and it can engage in kind of new ways beyond just being an IP phone. So uh, I think this is interesting because... Uh, uh, at the price which is you know kind of around $300 and probably will get more aggressive as it gets more competitive you can have a standalone unit that does voice video and, and interaction that's separate to your laptop so it's a permanent station for that kind of interaction um, I, I've heard people asking for that kind of thing yeah there, there are use cases for that you know certainly isn't there? you know there's always a place that you need to enable with voice and video uh, well, certainly traditionally voice, but uh, now adding that video into the mix is, just makes sense. So um, from a homeworking point of view, it's not completely dropped with me in terms of, you know, having that additional device on the desk. I, I, yeah, I think it's niche. It's definitely not mainstream. Like, like if you've got a laptop, a laptop can do everything this can do and more. Um, but we do see lots of cases, for example, if you're working from home in a, in a, a permanent space, but you maybe don't leave, like I leave my PC on 24 by 7, it sleeps, I bring it back up and I'm in. But maybe that's a, a, a shared space, but you need to join a nine o'clock conference call. Like having a, a device ready to go that's always on, that only does one thing, that doesn't do Windows patching, that, that doesn't need five minutes to boot up because security have ruined the experience. Like that, that's the use case, I think, potentially. Mm, absolutely. So it would be interesting to see because we're seeing that from other brands as well. You know, we're seeing more of these kind of display devices, video endpoint devices coming through. So uh, it'd be very interesting to see whether the market responds positively to that type of device. Um, so uh, next on the list, uh, let's talk about Cisco um, because Cisco and Microsoft have done something recently too, haven't they? Yeah, so this is the continued nice playing nice relationship between Cisco and Microsoft. So last month we talked about Cisco certifying their certifying their session border controllers to work with Teams. So if you're a Cisco networking shop, you can certify your device to work with Teams. This is uh, reciprocal the other way. So Microsoft Teams rooms, the Microsoft meeting room experience, can now click and join WebEx meetings. Mm -hmm. uh, this software just dropped uh, a few days ago and it adds that feature. And literally they, they show up in the calendar on the meeting room, you click to join, it's a, a slick experience. That's very cool and hats off to Cisco and Microsoft for, for, for continuing to interoperate because we're just seeing it more and more now, aren't we? And this is fantastic to see that we are truly collaborating. Yeah, there's been, there's been you know, voice for this for years. Like, like even if your internal org standardizes on Cisco or standardizes on Microsoft um, or any other Zoom, you know, the reality is you have to join external meetings. So buying into a room system that only does one platform is not super useful. And this is also coming for Zoom as well. So Zoom will be able to join Teams meetings and Teams will be able to join Zoom meetings. But it's nice to see that the big industry players kind of 
being realistic about let's try and give the best experience like it is not a uh, a mono platform culture for meetings for sure and there's one brand that isn't playing nicely with my <laughs> yeah yeah quite a contrast isn't it yeah, and for our finals you know uh news update or news story it's a big one i think isn't it tom uh, let's talk about slack uh who's really kind of just you know taking off the gloves with microsoft again uh with their latest um action against microsoft so tell us more about that yeah, yeah. So Slack have raised a, an official complaint with the EU about kind of the anti-competitiveness of having teams be part of the stack play from Microsoft. Um, so it's, it's an interesting and, uh, and, and touchy conversation, obviously. Uh, Slack, Slack came out of the gates when teams came out three years ago saying, yeah, that's nice, Microsoft. Nice to see you trying. Like, like we've got this. Uh, and kind of years later, Slack are kind of saying, almost the opposite like we we really have no ability to compete if microsoft have something in the box that is similar uh, microsoft have already said back i think you know they've seen massive growth because teams is not slack teams is app integration meetings phone system uh, a platform for development like it's it's a super set of features not just uh, collaborative workspace and new ways of working so we'll, we'll see how that goes but uh, it's it's an interesting in, uh, interesting industry topic to see whether uh, kind of the, the the niche feature players um, are annoyed by microsoft increasingly having a proposition that covers email and files and meetings and collaborative workspaces and security features it's not just relevant for uc you know security vendors could say the same thing or you know box and dropbox could say the same thing so uh, we'll see how it goes yeah it's an interesting one isn't it because slack obviously has been a great a great team collaboration application you know the pioneer of team apps really absolutely yeah i think it's fair to say they really mainstream the, the, the thinking around it but, but everyone else has jumped on board and, and it seems that uh, one thing they do very well is, is the integrations and no one can really touch them on that. You know, they're, they're doing fantastically well from that perspective. But that, that battle is it's being recognised more and more, isn't it? And hence why I've got my Star Wars background on today, because it really feels like a bit of uh, a battleground out there amongst these providers. Um, but Slack uh, is, has a newfound uh, relationship, hasn't it, with Amazon? So, I, you know, it's interesting. I wonder whether, uh, you know, they're having conversations around the table and wondering, you know, is there something we can do about this? Because Microsoft are really dominating industry and they have virtually everything in their, in their kit bag now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to compete, isn't it, when it's, it's so nicely integrated because it's from the same vendor. You as a competitor have to be that much better like to justify the additional cost uh, and i think slack you know early on uh, you know had a lot of innovation had a lot of features but you see microsoft just plowing feature after feature after feature into teams it's getting much more aggressive than it used to be mm. it'll be interesting to see how that plays out but we'll uh, we'll keep you updated so stay tuned uh, for more on the slack microsoft uh, uh, stories Hey, Tom, it's always been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks again for joining me today and sharing another fantastic uh, Microsoft Teams news update. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. If you've enjoyed today's session, please do give us a like or a share on social media. And if you want more Microsoft Teams news, please visit tomtalks.blog. We'll be back again this time next month. Thanks again for watching. Great. Thanks, everybody.